Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. So, hello. This is a new episode of our thing we got going on here. A couple of flicks. It's uh, top five favorite horror movies that we're going to be talking about. So, our individual top five. So, so does anybody want to go first? Like, I'm assuming you guys want to like, like we all give our fives and then our fours and then our threes. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I also preface mine with. I don't necessarily think these are the best or my favorites, but it's ones I like for their own individual reasons. And I mean, my number one is my number one, but yeah, yeah. I say my list. Think. Mine's yeah. on the same same as that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's yeah. These aren't necessarily my favorite, hor- or these aren't necessarily the best horror movies I've seen. They're not the scariest, but yeah, these are. I'd say these five are my favorites. So. If I were to choose a five, like my five favorites, so. yeah, maybe like two would be like on my top five of mine, two or three. Yeah, but other ones are just honorable mentions. <laughs> These lists aren't set in stone, so constantly always, changing, always fluctuating. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so who wants to go first? Um, I can go first if you want. Sure. My number five is the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yeah, that's a good one. I just remember the uh, first time I saw it, it scared the shit out of me, and uh, still awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it still holds up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think um, that's as good as not only the 70s horror films, but that's as good as like American horror films. Like in general get in my opinion i mean that that's a yeah that's a good one (laughs) i was trying to leave out like franchise stuff but that one i gotta put that one on there yeah no it's a great choice you know and yeah unquestionably one of the best of all time i'd say so um do you want to go next? Or do you want sure, to? I can go, yeah. So, I mean, I tried to leave out franchises as well, but this is also one of the exceptions. And I put five as uh, Saw, the first one. Yeah. And, like, I, I assume it counts as a horror, right? Instead of just gore murder porn. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the reason why I have it there is because I, when I first watched it, I, as many people did, it was, like, something new and different, something original, and... Yeah, and it was like a low budget, you know, they gave, so what I think about the Saw, the first one is like the best parts and the worst parts of Hollywood is that you'll get sometimes these gems of unique individual ideas, low budget sometimes, sometimes not but like original ideas. And this was like, you know, original take on like, I don't know, gore slasher type films. And I just, and like, yeah, the acting's bad and, you know, eh, but like the idea was original and I just love a movie with unpredictable twists, which of course the ending of this film was just like, it blew my mind when I first saw it. Like I saw in theaters in high school and shit and I was just like, oh, it like shot up to one of my top movies as 
like, wow, this is something they can do in movies. It kind of opened my eyes. Like, oh, people can actually make original-ish stuff instead of, you know, remakes and adaptations. And then on the flip side, where, where I mentioned, like, it's also the worst part of Hollywood is they nabbed that shit up and milked it dry with all of the franchising. And I'm just mm-hmm. disappointed. Yeah. Like, I liked Saw 2 a lot. Maybe even better than the first one, but, like just the first one was just just so unique and original in my opinion and i just love the ending of course twist endings that actually you don't see coming are just like a lot of twist endings you see coming yeah but that one i did not see coming and i just appreciate it for keeping me on my toes <clears throat> the first saw is is genuinely a good movie yeah the second one I wouldn't say it's as good as the first film in terms of quality, but it's definitely like it delivers on like the the same premise. It does do like exactly what you want it to do. So it ends up being a very satisfying sequel. After that, the series just kind of gets flushed down the toilet. You know, they get too carried away with the CSI kind of atmosphere to the point where like you just can't really keep track of like what's going on anymore it gets to the point where it feels like he's basically murdering people from beyond the grave and it's just so confusing and convoluted when it as it goes on and i'm pretty sure i watched all of them except for i I, they just all blend together after like the third one Yeah, yeah i was gonna say like after i'd say after i'd say saw three was probably the last memorable one and then four, five, six, seven, and then I think they did another one recently. Like, like trying to reboot it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of just they all melt together into yeah. nothingness, basically. Just, but the first two, I liked. Yeah. So, I had to give Saw definitely an honorable yeah. mention because yeah. it was just I love originality <clears throat> in Hollywood. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the third one, it tried its best, but by the time they made that, the whole idea was kind of tired, and yeah. they. It's sort of a lifeless sort of sequel. So Yeah. But yeah. Alright. Cool. My f- fifth choice is um the Guillermo del Toro film The Devil's Backbone. Uh as my as number five. Uh this movie just I really it's it's kind of a tricky film to sort of pinpoint because it's sort of a it's it's arguably not a horror movie. You know, it because the horror aspect of it is is kind of a small aspect of it. You know, it's a small part of it, but the plot itself, like it's it's kind of a historical film, and it's also sort of a um, what do you call it? Like sort of like a like a like a Night of the Hunter type of um, film about like you know these people trying to find money and like it's it has kind of a complex plot i can't really summarize it very easily but to me the like there's something about the atmosphere in that movie that i just find so cool and visually it's beautiful um i tend to like horror movies that have a little bit more going on politically um and i just i also kind of just i just feel like it's kind of one of his more underrated films like i feel like it doesn't really get talked about as much of his as his other movies and like that's not why i love it you know but it it it's it's a movie that definitely like stands out when I think on when I think back on horror movies that like that actually like genuinely scared me or you know like 
did something for me that I liked, you know, that just, yeah, I just, it's one of those movies that just really clicked. I loved it. Yeah, I haven't even heard of it, so yeah. I can see how it would be underrated. Yeah. <laughs> it's one I own, but haven't watched yet. <laughs> I'm a Gilmore Toro fan, too, so. Yeah. Well, I highly recommend that one. You know, I, I love that movie. So. All right. All right. Uh, number four. My number four is John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. I think that just has some of the my favorite like special effects in horror movies. Like the transformations are so awesome. The makeup in that movie is outstanding, and it is that's also that movie is pretty scary. Yeah, honestly. that one's real creepy. Yeah, I like them when they're scary. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you really don't quite. I mean, it, it really that you really do kind of feel paranoid for the characters, and like, and you also feel paranoid about the characters too. I mean, you have the uh, Wilford Wilford Brimley, who is like the most terrifying person in the world. Like, I just there's just I look at him and I just oh. You know, like good casting, honestly, like yeah. way to choose like the, the scariest person you can ever imagine. And then like suggest that, oh, crap, he may have gotten taken over by an alien screwed up. Oh, man. And like also like the way people die in that movie, it's like pretty nasty, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that film. my number four i would say it's definitely not the best horror ever made but it's in my opinion though because i don't get scared by horror films all that much in honesty because i can i'm pretty can detach myself from them usually usually but the one that scared me the most was strangers so i put that as or the strangers or whatever the one with Liv tyler yeah. I put that as my number four, just because it genuinely actually scared me while watching it throughout like most of the whole film. For whatever reason, I don't. I think not many people like it, but I thought it was pretty fucking scary, just because it felt so grounded and realistic. And you know, the whole reason why they were doing it, they said was just because we can or whatever. It's just just because you were home. I think was the actual thing. Yeah. Was, oh Jesus, that could happen, kind of. <laughs> The whole thing was just like pretty intense from the get go. Yeah, I think that that's another example of a movie that is low budget. That like the people who made it like knew what they were doing and they did it like confidently. You know, Um, I you know I know a lot of people who find that movie really scary, um, and I totally can understand why. For me, like there were definitely parts of it that like creeped me out pretty majorly. I guess, but I sort of had trouble, I guess, relating to the characters in it for some reason. And, and like, really, you don't even need to necessarily relate to characters in a horror movie. Yeah, I um, didn't really either, but it was yeah. just the whole plot and idea of those creepy, creepy fucks outside yeah. your house. So. I mean, it was the idea where you could, it was, like, the kind of idea where you could, you could picture yourself being there and, like, being in these characters' sh- shoes, you know. And so, like, on that level... It was effective. Yeah, that's what got me. Yeah. Um, let's see. My number four favorite 
horror movie is uh, the 1974 version of The Wicker Man with Christopher Lee. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. I... I tend to like horror movies that are just more than just horror movies. Like I like horror films that kind of subvert the genre because the wicker man is the kind of movie that it's, it's a horror movie, but not in the way that a lot of like a lot of horror movies are. It's a, it's a horror film in the sense that it's like, it's about uh, like a deeply bad situation sort of bubbling to the surface and kind of manifesting in something that's like, you know, when you're watching it, it may not necessarily hit you, but like the more you think about it, the more like creepy it gets. It's the idea of like cults, basically, mm-hmm. and like the idea of cults and like what they do to people is really pretty freaky to me. And so, like watching a movie like The Wicker Man, like it kind of plays into that fear, I think, hmm. of just yeah. people all believing some kind of insane idea and going along with it, and like. The idea of like being sort of caught up in that as like an outside observer is just terrifying. You know, I really like that movie. You know, I mean, I only saw the Nick Cage one, so oh, sorry. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one too. I'm not quite sure why I saw it, but I saw it. <laughs> Nick Cage can't beat him. Yeah, I mean, Nick Cage deserves his own sort of rating system. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a difference between a film that's one out of five and then a Nick Cage movie that's one out of five, you know. Bananas how he can turn it on if he wants to. Like, yeah. Be a good actor, but yeah. It's once every twenty years. <laughs> I know. It's astonishing how bad his bad movies are, and it's even more astonishing how good his good movies are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, so my number three is The Void. Uh, oh, that was you call it considered that a horror? Yeah. All right, wait, are you thinking of the same one that I'm thinking of? Oh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> uh, it's from 2016. Oh, definitely. No. I was thinking of Enter the Void. Oh, okay. <laughs> Enter the Void. Wow, that movie's a trip. Yeah, I was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. Wild. But, uh,. The Void's basically like an homage to the thing. Oh. And then like the second half just turns into some weird shit. Like I can't even explain it. <laughs> I I actually just have like not some seen inter- that. interdimensional shit. Oh and nice. You should definitely definitely check it out. Yeah. Like the first half is like the thing and then the second half is like some like beyond the black rainbow type weird shit. Oh, weird. <laughs> nice. All right. Huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll look for it. I um, I saw like the poster for it, um, and I remember I, I somebody recommended it to me, but I don't really know much about it. So Actually, I'll the knowing that on you my, like on my phone right now. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Damn. The void. All right. Yeah, I'll look for that. Yeah. Put that on my list. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Enter the Void, though, that movie is something else. That one's else. a wild one. Yeah. yeah. It's like a trip and a half. You don't even have to take drugs, and you like fucking feel like you're tripping during that movie. Yeah. I still felt, I like, that. I felt that movie for days, like after yeah, it was too. over. And it was funny because I watched it. When I watched it, it was like, I don't know, four in the morning after like just a night of gaming, and we were just like, let's just put this movie on. 
and like sleep deprivation while watching that thing. I watched the whole thing and it's a like a long ass movie too. Yeah. And after just sleep deprivation of being up all night and watching that four hour, three hour long movie, I was like, oh, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that movie will definitely put you through the ringer. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, cool. The Void. All right. What's your choice? <clears throat> my number three is, it's a classic, The Shining. I mean, The Shining is a masterpiece. Yeah, this is probably, this is the one I assumed you guys might have on your list, but just because it's just, you know, a classic. It's, you know, I mean, it's hard to even like say anything on it that hasn't been said to death already. There's like, you know, all those documentaries on it, but <laughs> yeah, it's just a masterpiece. It's a Kubrick film, so you can't go wrong. I mean, yeah. I mean, all of Stanley Kubrick's films, like, I mean, The Shining is unquestionably one of the greatest horror films of all time. Yeah. Um, even if it's like not your favorite, it's it's one that like you can't argue. Like, it really is like powerful, and um, like all of Kubrick's films are are really like top quality on a number of different levels as far as cinematic value and ability and techniques go. And The Shining is certainly you know, no different from those. Um, and one wouldn't expect a horror movie to be um, so masterful and epic in its yeah, scale and in its I visuals. Had to pick it. it was just like a different kind of horror almost. It yeah. Just it's almost like art, like art house horror or something. I don't even know if that's the right term, but like that's, I, I could see. Yeah. I mean, it is, there are like some really emotionally based aspects to it, you know, like with the characters going or with one, the one pick, particular character possibly going crazy and like it also plays with the idea of like not really knowing what it's about i mean i mean you don't really know what it's about you don't you know that something's going on ultimately but you don't know for sure what it is whether it's a ghost or if it's like some kind of madness or some kind of psychological sort of thing or, yeah or just the history of the hotel or whatever i like to think of it as like a fairy tale almost mm-hmm. you know um and like the sequence of the, at the end where the kid's running through the maze is just like, I mean, that's the kind of thing you have nightmares about. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. and just the Jack Nicholson performance and even Shelley Duvall's performance is just great. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah, no, definitely. She, I mean, she definitely, she seemed genuinely terrified. Yeah. And you like see the background, like extra footage and stuff. I guess they treated her like crap on purpose just to get her into that mindset and everything, which is, questionable of course yeah ethically questionable but yeah. certainly effective yeah you know but yeah she was like losing her hair during her fi- during the filmmaking and like throughout yep. the film she's like she like comes across like she's having an anxiety attack and yep. yeah no it's it's intense and then jack nicholson of course is like terrifying i mean mm-hmm. um let's see my f- number three is uh <clears throat> it's a dario argento film deep red came out in the early 70s it's this italian uh giallo it's a it's another murder mystery um for me a movie like that like it which again kind of like the devil's backbone the plot is it would to describe the plot would kind of ruin a, a little bit you know just because like it is the kind of movie where like when you go into it not really knowing what to expect it, it works better you know but um but deep red though like visually like there's, I've just never seen a film quite like it. It just, I feel like 
people people tend to praise his, like a lot of his other movies like Suspiria and like Tenebrae and Phenomena and stuff like that as being like very like visually daring and stuff like that. But I, I feel like not enough people give Deep Red enough credit like for how like effective that is. And then just like the kill scenes are great, you know, and they're intense. And I just I just love that movie. I mean, I've watched that one a few times and I'd recommend it. Another one I haven't seen, but, but it's on my list. Yeah. I haven't even heard. Yeah, it's yeah. it's good. I like a lot of his movies. I don't really like most of the movies he's made lately, Dario Argento, but I I like a lot of his 70s work and his a lot of his 80s work, you know. And they remade his movie Suspiria um recently. Yeah. Although it, the remake is nothing like the original, but I actually like the remake more than the original. Like I actually think the remake is a better movie, which is interesting. I didn't expect it to go in that direction. Like how often do remakes best the original? You know, although you did mention the thing, which is an, a rare example, you know, yeah. um, and there are there, there, it does happen. But but for me, like the new Suspiria movie, like was definitely interesting. Cool. Well, I'm kind of upset that I uh, brushed over The Shining and that's not in my list. But uh, <laughs> uh, my number two is Cabin in the Woods. Oh, ah, nice. I, I just I love that movie. So should I say that my number two is also Cabin in the Woods? All right, awesome. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Dude, I, I just I love all the references. Yeah, and, and I, I yeah, and I'm a huge Joss Whedon fan too. So like yeah. I love Buffy, Angel, Firefly. Mm, yeah, <laughs> just everything he does, I love. And so like this is just like these are all amazing shows. <laughs> yeah, Cabin in the Woods is. Uh, yeah no what i liked about that movie was that they like a lot of people kind of in the 90s and stuff they were making these like meta films and doing these kinds of self-referential type of horror movies where it's like oh you know look we're like we know that these movies are silly too and now we're gonna make our silly and that's kind of what scream started which which yeah and like the first scream the first scream i actually like like as a movie I think that the first scream is actually genuinely scary. The sequels, I'm not so into. Um, and I feel like, I mean, I enjoy them, but I'm not, I, they're nothing compared to the original. And then I feel like a lot of movies that kind of spawned from scream, like urban legend and actually like a couple of the Halloween movies sort of got caught up in the whole flurry of self-aware horror movies and stuff. Um, I mean, it became really popular to do self-aware horror movies, but then in their late two thousands, um they were and or like early 2010s like there were more horror movies that were starting to kind of be not like self-aware but in a way that wasn't obvious and and like transparent like both like insidious for example like finally the people leave the haunted house but oh it follows them so you know and the cabin in the woods is a is a is is great because it's it's not quite metaphysical because it exists in its own world and it uses sort of the world of a lot of these horror cliches and stuff in a way that's actually intelligent and subversive so yeah i like yeah. that one that was good yeah it's one of my best theater experiences too yeah <laughs> me and my friend got uh super stoned before we went to see it yeah, <laughs> and uh yeah. It made it so much better. And like no one else in the audience liked the movie. Like it just went over so many people's heads. Cabin yeah. in the Woods. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that's what happened with almost everyone that watched yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I saw it with my partner at the time and he didn't like it. I liked it, but he didn't like it at I all. I loved so. it. it was, I was like, oh, this shooting to like my top five movies of all time. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, I like I've liked I love that one enough to see it more than once. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's usually the same. Times. Yeah, <laughs> and I loved that just the whole premise of like <clears throat> that horror movies are uh, you know rituals to appease the gods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's really creative that whole underground lab and like the fucking just the mayhem that happens once yeah. they figure it out. Yeah, and it's just insanity, but. Yeah. to the best degree and the josh whedon writing always is top notch yeah with jew goddard he did a lot of the writing too which oh yeah, yeah. well the one the i do have a minor complaint about that movie it has to do with the very last shot um i without spoiling the ending the last shot is kind of of a particular creature of, of a of a giant right yeah, the old gods or whatever they yeah. called them. And I thought it actually would have been better if it were a giant octopus, mm. like, or it's a giant a squid thingy. type of like H.P. Lovecraft type of yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. But but maybe that's just because like I don't know. Like I'm I'm a New Englander. I mean, all three of us are New Englanders, and I think that like we all kind of tend to. I don't know. Like we, I think we all love when when people like make references to like New England folklore and mm-hmm. horror and stuff. So. So yeah. personally, I kind of would have preferred that, but I still liked what they did with it. Yeah, I didn't mind it so much because you know it kind of gives you the idea of that it's like humanoid-ish creatures watching a you know a horror movie of these yeah kind of like if they're not if they don't like it they kill everyone. Yeah. So. And ultimately, that makes more sense too. Yeah. So yeah, no, I love that. Um, my number two choice is the original 1977. I think I forget what year it came out. Um, version of uh, Black Christmas. So okay, yeah, that movie for whatever reason, like I find that movie really really scary. Um, I think it's maybe it's like how quiet it is, like, and I don't know. There's also it also is, it's kind of a vulgar movie too. Like there's just there's the all the like the characters in it are kind of not the greatest people. So you're kind of following characters that sort of that, that are flawed, you know, and which to me is like much more interesting than seeing a horror movie where it's a bunch of shitty people. And then one character that you like that you hope survives in this movie, like all the, like all the characters have problems. You know, one of the characters, an alcoholic one, or two of them, actually. Um, and like it, it's it's pretty intense. And then like the POV shots of, from the killer's point of view, like those are interesting to me because like, like he, it, it all like his sort of behavior kind of takes place in like a confined space. He's sort of in an attic corner throughout most of the movie. And, uh, I just find that movie absolutely terrifying and I love it. Yeah. I, I watch it every year around December. What do you th- what do you think of the remake of the remake that's coming out? I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Blumhouse too, so. Oh jeez. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't mind all of Blumhouse's films, but 
I it's, don't know. Most of them aren't super great. Yeah, like every now and then they get a they get a good one, but it's mostly yeah trash. Yeah. <laughs> was Get Out a Blumhouse? Yeah. yeah. That was one of the few I liked. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't really want to see the new Black Christmas. Um. I absolutely hated the the one that came out in two thousand six. I thought that was really like terrible. Actually, like really, really, really terrible. Um, especially in comparison to the original. Um, but even if you don't compare it to the original as a film, it sucks too. So <laughs> I need to rewatch that one, but yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of eye gouging, a lot of yellow people. Well, one yellow person in a wig, like basically some guy who sucks at dressing himself. Um, <laughs> You know, he's trying to play this sister character, but it's just, it comes across as just completely ridiculous. And then I don't even know who any of the characters are. Like, they all die, like, so fast. You don't even have time to even know who they are. And there's the whole movie so oversaturated color wise. Like, the color scheme uh, makes your eyes bleed. Horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from that one. Yeah. All right. So we're number one now. Yeah. Um, so my favorite horror movie of all time is the original Evil Dead. That's a great film. <laughs> yeah. Love the it's, Evil Dead. It's just my my favorite franchise too. So. Yeah. yeah. No, the Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead is great, and yeah, it's it especially when you consider how much work they put into it and how they were like filming like on weekends and like all this stuff. I mean, they, you know, it's but taking all that stuff out, like if you're the kind of person or, or taking all that knowledge out, if you're the kind of person who like gets really into like demonic possession concepts and stuff like that, like I mean, that movie is pretty gnarly. But yeah, I, I love that film. Yeah, it is a great one. Yeah. Scene with the tree is a bit intense. <laughs> yeah. And more intense in the remake, too. Yeah. yeah. I liked the remake. I did, too. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, they definitely... They knew they couldn't top the original, so they just did their own thing with it. And yeah. that's that's the best thing to do with remakes. Just don't try to copy them. Just do your own thing. The sequels were great too. Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness, yeah. and also yeah. the TV series. I mean, yeah, I gotta see yeah. the TV series. I haven't checked that out yet. Yeah. It's pretty good. Meaning too. Yeah. I didn't like how it ended on a cliffhanger, but yeah. <laughs> Sam Raimi, um, he should. I, I mean, he's he also did the Xena Warrior Princess and Hercules in the nineties, oh, and uh, so he's his he's pretty familiar with like how to do TV work. So it's. It's about the same quality, I'd say. Alright. <clears throat> so my number one is probably my favorite. Generally when like people ask you, you know, when I say, Oh, I like movies, they say, What's your favorite movie? And I generally my go to answer is The Mist. And it's I I think my favorite horror film. It's I don't know. It just like I it just blew my it changed the way I look at movies honestly <laughs> when I saw it first saw it because I saw it in theaters like I remember distinctly just going into it like not really knowing much about it I don't even think I knew it was a Stephen King movie until after huh. and like and just like 
the CGI, yeah, is dated even when it came out, but like that wasn't necessarily the point of the whole thing. It's you know, the the the, the strife in between a community of people that are dealing with an outside force trying to you know kill them, and the strife between you know the people, not not the actual creatures or the monsters, and and yeah, some of the dialogue is a little flat, but you know that's Stephen King. I mean, a lot of his movies have flat dialogue, but works out in his books sometimes doesn't necessarily translate to his movies agreed but i just thought that film was just fantastic like from beginning to end i mean it's frank darabont as well so you Mm. like it's really hard to go wrong with like frank darabont uh yeah he's one of the best um as far as like people who make stephen king adaptations he's like one of the best yeah like it's just amazing I, i loved it like from beginning to end and especially the end (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that movie was shattering i loved it because like and even not even like because it was one of the like the first movies that actually like made me like not necessarily feel but like had strong feelings like i don't know how many much spoiler i want to get into it because it is like my favorite film and i want people to go into it with as little of information as possible but like you know the scene and like where they're in the in the where they were actually escaping basically the 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 grocery store and that crazy what's what was the actress's name Marsha Gay Harden I think yeah she yeah. was fan fucking tastic I hated her so much but she played that character so well to hate yeah and then you know just the demise of her like me and my friend were in the theaters it was a it was just a few people in the theater and when that and when that scene happened and we, we both like uncontrollably we just both got out of our steam and started clapping and we're like yeah fuck that bitch yeah like it was the first like uncontrollably i had no control over it I was like yes screw her and it was just fantastic from that moment on too it was just so intense and then yeah and then just the ending i was like it like just opened my eyes to of like oh shit you can do this in a movie like it was just utterly destructive and i was just like oh I, that was <laughs> it like flipped the switch in my brain i was like oh fuck this is what you can do with movies yeah i love the mist and it, you know it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of um that shirley jackson short story um the lottery uh Mm-hmm. which uh, you know without going into detail why they just there's just aspects of it that remind me of that you know um but i had read the i, I had read the, the short story before i'd seen the movie and the short story i mean without spoiling the short story the short story kind of ends on an ambiguous note you know yeah. um and uh when they when they when I heard they were making a movie, like I was just kind of like they shouldn't make a movie out of that because there's no way they're gonna want to end the movie on that kind of note. You know, they're just never gonna do that. You know, and instead, they went with an ending that was that was different from the way the book ends in that it wasn't ambiguous, but at the same time, the ending they went with was very true to the kind of the message of the story yeah, and it actually fit perfectly with the themes mm-hmm. and it and also like it was the kind of ending that it worked so well like visually cinematically speaking fuck yeah it it was i mean that's why we see films to um because you know they make us react they give us you know these experiences oh, where yeah. 
we have to like we are kind of confronted with concepts that we don't tend to think about and i was yeah shocked at the ending i was like just gutturally like oh and it stuck with me for like i still think about it and it's like yeah insane and like i and even stephen king himself said he liked the ending of his the movie better than his novel ending or short story ending too it's also an ending that i've probably that's probably one of the few endings along with like do the right thing the ending to that and the ending to the mist are probably the two endings that i've had the most arguments with other people about because I know a lot of people can't stand the ending to The Mist. Yeah, and I can see why like the general audience wouldn't like The Mist and why it isn't as appreciated as I personally think it should be because it definitely isn't an ending for everyone. Hmm. That, and it's just... But it, I think it's the best ending to any movie ever. Yeah. Fight me. <laughs> I just it's think a, it's the best ending ever. It's a challenging ending, and that, yeah. to me, is what's what makes it good. Yeah. So. Have you seen The Mist? Yeah. yeah. I think that's like... One of the only movies I've like audibly been like, oh fuck, at the end. Yeah, that's why I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, no, the ending really was great. All right, my number one choice um, is uh, it's this Dutch film called Spurlus, which came out in 1988. Um, And they, of course, they did make an American remake of it in the early 90s called The Vanishing. but the original film is to me like so basically so without saying too much of the plot like it's basically it's about this 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 couple that are that go on vacation and uh they kind of they're arguing and you know they aren't they aren't really getting a lot, they're kind of in a rough spot in their relationship and um she ends up they so they stop at like sort of a sketchy sort of rest area and she ends up going missing um and so the rest of the film is about him trying to find her and um yeah it's it's a film that i i highly recommend not knowing anything about but that film as far as horror goes like that's as good as it gets like to me that's what horror is is everything that that movie is and the way that ends is outstanding. I that I mean, I think if you have a good ending in a movie, that can really like affect the quality of it, you know? Because I've seen so many movies where like the first two thirds are great, and then like the end, it kind of ends typically. But this film, like you already kind of know from the beginning that it's that it's not going to end happily, um, because the way the atmosphere of the film kind of sets itself up, it's it's a bleak film, you know, and. Um, and then the direction it goes in, it it does kind of make you question and wonder like what you would do if you were put in a, in a situation like that and whether or not you would want to like find out the things that you know, like you're not going to like, you know, like, like knowing that you're about to learn something that will probably ruin your life and those kinds of feelings. Like it's one of those movies that it, it taps very deeply into those kinds of fears, you know? And, uh, yeah, I just I highly recommend that movie, not just as a horror movie, but just as a film, period. Like that's one of the like no joke, like one of the the best films I've ever seen. Hmm. So, yeah, well, never heard of it. Yeah. yeah. What was the title again? Uh Sporlos. If you look up The Vanishing, um 1988, that cuz that's the English translated title. Yeah. Um that you'll you'll find it. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. Um, but I'd say that at, as far as horror movies go, that's 
that's the best one I can think of. And that's that's my favorite, personally. So. Yes, I'll definitely add that one to the list. Yeah. I, mean, I, I generally don't go too far back yet. I've been meaning to in the catalog of movies. Like, yeah. So many ones that come out that I want to see. And then also a huge backlog of like 80s, yeah. 70s movies I do want to see as well. But yeah. <laughs> try and hit the major ones. But It's tough because there's so much like there's a lot of stuff that's not good that you probably that you know is not good yeah. that like. Or stuff that you've like heard that you may not necessarily be interested in, but you've heard is good, and then you like take a gamble on it, and sometimes it doesn't end up being any good after all. Like that happens sometimes. So, but the vanishing, aka Sporlus, if you want a really like powerful film, that that one I would recommend. So, anybody have any like honorable mentions or anything? Uh, oh, I originally had like a. Uh... top 10 lists just so i can narrow it down to my five okay i don't actually have it in front of me but i just want to say that (laughs) yeah i mean off the top of my head i'll probably just do like recent ones not necessarily that i've seen but i've come out i do really enjoy did enjoy a get out Mm. of course we mentioned that a little while ago yeah that's good yeah, Get was, Out is excellent. Yeah, I was just pretty impressed Jordan Peele made it. So I was just like, oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> the comedies, I guess a lot of comedians can make really great movies, apparently. They have a better timing down, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, shoot, what was, I liked, uh, what was it, The Quiet Place, or was it just Quiet? What, the a, one with, a Quiet Place. Yeah. 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 That was good. Yeah. yeah. That one was a good ending, too. I <laughs> cry. I, I, shed a tear at the end of that one it was kind of an emotional ending Uh, yeah 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 Yeah, that was well done i like that movie um uh what about you do you know any like recent things or anything in particular you could think of Uh, that you mentioned one recent one uh the ritual it's a netflix one from a couple years ago yeah Uh, that was a really good one yeah i haven't seen that one i've heard of it definitely check that one out yeah well there's a lot of good asian horror movies cure audition i'd recommend those um let's see as far as newer films go um i mean i really like i really really like that movie the witch that one yeah it's definitely a good one yeah um let the right one in. I really loved. Did it's you like Swedish horror film? I yeah. like the Swedish one better. Yeah, way better. Yeah, the, the, I didn't even watch the remake, honestly. Yeah, it wasn't as good. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like Vampire Boy here. I loved yeah. Let the Right One In. It like, <laughs> yeah, no. it was one of my t- favorite vampire movies. Easily, Let the Right One In was a beautiful film. Yeah. The the remake they toned it down. They, of course. Well, <laughs> it's weird. They toned it down, but at the same time, like they made it more violent like they they toned down kind of the edginess of it and sort of how like it was like because i mean you've seen let the right one it's kind of like there's a lot of ambiguous sort of aspects to it and like there's a lot of like strange emotions and sort of weird like things going on and uh, and um the remake basically just simplified everything it took out like basically all the adult characters um except and then it added like a police detective to be the antagonist and yet they never really make him into like a bad guy so it's just 
I don't know. It's just not 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 as good. It's not that bad a movie, like on its own terms. But in comparison to the original, it's pretty much nothing, um, <clears throat> in my opinion. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I I know not everybody likes this one, but I personally really like the original Blair Witch Project. Um, mainly yeah. because I just I love the ingenuity of it and the simplicity of like the of being in the woods and also i i like the woods so of course yeah. like on that level i really enjoyed it as well so yeah i like that one's good i put it up with classics yeah more modern but yeah i just remember that one time you showed it to me in high school and then drove home in the middle of the night being creeped out yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well it is i mean the film it makes good use of like what could lurk in the dark you know i mean the ending when they're in the house and all that stuff is going on like or what you think is going on or whatever like you don't even know what's going on but like it's it's that's what's creepy they like it, your view is so limited like you can only get so much information and the information like that you get it's just it's just bad enough that it, it's creepy you know yeah. Um, there was a film I saw, it was another seventies movie. It took place in, in Venice, I think. Um, don't look now with Donald Sutherland, which, um, sometimes I see that on lists. I highly recommend that one. If you want another really creepy horror movie, um, let's see eighties movies. I like a lot of zombie movies. I like, um, return of the living dead a lot. Um, and brain dead. Um, I like Night of the Living Dead. Those are probably like, those are three of my favorite horror movies. And Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Those are all good. I mean, those, yeah. you know, we've all seen those. So. Yeah. I, like, I even liked the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like it had some, it had, it wasn't as intelligent as the original film. Yeah. yeah. But I think they, the kind of the people who knew that, like they kind of knew that, you know, like they knew they weren't going to be able to like do anything new or clever with the social commentary or anything. So instead, they just didn't do any of that and just kind of opted for uh, sort of more something along the lines of like Twenty Eight Days Later, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So those are some horror movies. So, all right. So now. Um, we got to decide on uh, what films to watch that will be Halloween film themed. Or did we already? We already did that in the last Yeah, we one, did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. Do we so want to then... come up with another uh, top five idea for the next top five episode? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, we could. What do you, what do, you, do you have any ideas? Nothing off the top of my head yet. But, uh... Top five shitty family films. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> no uh i mean i don't unless, unless you guys want to do that I, I don't really care so um see yeah i don't know do you have any ideas not at the moment okay oh. we can uh always figure it out later if we can't think of something right now yeah yeah we'll touch base so all right awesome Cool. So that's it for this. Um, so have a good night, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Peace. See ya. Bye. <laughs>